This episode was recorded before we realised we had ADHD. We've left our old episodes up as we now recognise our struggles and helpful tips were all ADHD related and we hope that they can help you too. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Just please be aware we won't specifically mention ADHD. Welcome to A Dopamine Kit, your weekly dose of positivity. We're your hosts, Sparky and Shell. Join us each week as we help change your habits, tackle fears and challenge your mindset. Let's get to it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 11 of A Dopamine Kick. Hello and welcome. As we've said many a times in our episodes, our aim is for you to take something away from this podcast. So we would really appreciate it if you could stick around till the end, because that's when we have our little kicker. And our little kicker is something that you can take away from this podcast and use in the future. So following on from last week's episode on increasing your positive thoughts, today we're going to discuss negative thoughts and how to control your dialogue around when they occur. Um, And to start off, I just want to say this is not an episode where we're going to be saying to you, we used to have negative thoughts, we used to struggle with this, but now we don't because of X, Y and Z. This is something that Sparky and I still very much struggle with today, more than we would like. And this episode is more about the days that we've got it right. This is what we've done that's that's helped us. Yeah. And I just want to also add to that as well, that we know that negative thoughts and controlling your negative thoughts is more of a serious topic but we don't want to make all of our episodes doom and gloom we're going to try and put as much of a positive spin on this as we can so we always think and we've always thought this that laughter is a great medicine and it can be a great inspiration as well and also seeking comfort in other people knowing that they are going through the same thing can make life feel a bit more bearable it can make us feel a bit better and it also gives us dopamine kicks as well so a good dose of humor can be a great way to remind us of our self-worth and it also helps us get through difficult times so just wanted to mention that if we are trying to make this more of a light-hearted episode that is why I think it's really important what you said Sparky as well about seeking comfort in knowing that, that someone else goes through the same thing because that's the thing with negative thoughts is they can make you feel quite isolated and you, you can feel like nobody else is experiencing the same thing. So we're going to try and be as open and as honest as we can in this episode and use examples from our personal life. And, you know, I would say for for myself, I'm generally quite a positive person. And um, certainly with other people, I try and keep my language fairly positive. But inside my head, that is not always the the case. Inside my head, my thoughts can be quite dark at times. My inner critic is absolutely brutal and can be so self-sabotaging as well. Um, You know, I think one of the reasons that I am able to be positive in negative situations is because nobody hurts me like I hurt myself. And when I'm in that negative mind frame, it's not as simple as just switching it off stop feeling down stop being sad just think happy thoughts and it'll all go away it's definitely a process so we really want to respect that in this episode Uh, and see hearing that as well like makes me feel a little bit sad at the fact that you know when you say things like oh no one hurts me like I hurt myself we talked about this before about having friends and family around us and no one would speak to somebody that way. And we've mentioned before in a past episode about how we do speak to ourselves. So it's really important sometimes to remember how we speak to ourselves. And, you know, sometimes there may be times where thinking positive isn't helpful. If you're in a crisis or you've just suffered a loss, 
It's actually okay to be sad during those times. It's okay to have a bad day, but it's still important to control your negative thinking and make sure that you actually aren't adding additional misery to the situation. And I think, you know, we all do this on a daily basis. We have a tendency to catastrophize situations and we have a tendency to sort of spiral a little bit. But I think it's important that we do reach out to our loved ones and we do tell people and we do kind of make ourselves feel valid for the fact that sometimes we can have negative thoughts but we just need to learn how to manage them correctly. And negative thinking is something that doesn't just crop up when you're sad. As we previously discussed the majority of our daily thoughts are negative and sometimes this can spiral us into a pit of negativity that we didn't need to be in. So I thought it'd be really good here for us to talk about times that we've spiraled into negativity. So Sparky I'm going to call you out first here. You spiral into negativity anytime you have any minor health concern. <laughs> okay, so I do, oh, well, I am a little bit of a hypochondriac. I'm not so much anymore, but I used to be terrible. I used to Google things. I used to go to the doctors and say, this is what's wrong with me. I used to go onto a website and any tiny little symptom that I had was like negative thought process in my mind. It would spiral down this massive dark hole of, right, I've got cancer. I need to go get this checked out. What if I've got cancer? Oh my God, I'm going to die. It would spiral to a point where... I would just believe that this was the end. This was the end for me. I, I literally can't count the amount of times that I've had to talk you down from the precipice <laughs> where you've convinced yourself that you are weeks away from death. And like you've not even you've not even had a single test yet. You just Googled a symptom. Hey, sometimes Dr. Google, right, <laughs> can actually provide you with an insight. Dr. Google <laughs> is not your friend. No, no, you know, because we both know that when you go to a doctor's, you don't have to accept the cookies first before, you know, we start going down the rabbit hole. But I completely think here that this is a case where, you know, a lot of people can catastrophize it and think to themselves, oh my God, I've got this, so I've got that. That will start the negative process. And then that's when they start spiraling down to this dark hole. And I, I, I think... I think, you know, years ago, we just used to pick up a book, didn't we? And it used to be factual, but now we can Google anything on the internet and we think to ourselves, oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, definitely. And, you know, it's not it's not always a good thing. Definitely. I mean, you, you Google something and it might just give you like one option when there could be like 10 or 12. But often when you when you see it written down, you give it so much weight, don't you? Like, yeah. how many times do you read something and think... Is that factually true or do you just take it as gospel because you've read it on the internet? You just take it as face value because you think, yeah, I've got that symptom and I've got that symptom. So I, I must have cancer or whatever the worst case possible scenario is, that's what I've got. And then that will start a negative spiral, which can turn into things like anxiety and can actually stop you progressing as well, because it might actually stop you from going to see the doctor because you don't want to hear what you already believe that you think is going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I think as when we talk about going on the Internet and we talk about searching and browsing the Internet, I want to call you out on this one, because this is something that you did recently where what did you do, Shell? <laughs> When when we were going through our launch. What, what did I do? You deleted the website. <laughs> I spent hours building us a website. You went on to add your bio. And when I next came to look at it, you'd wiped everything I'd done. <laughs> 
Yeah, but in this my was defense, like four hours before we were due to launch. <laughs> in in my defense, I didn't really do anything on that website. I was just trying to help out the situation, and then all of a sudden, I get a text message from you saying, um, "You do realize that you've deleted everything off the website," and then that's where my negative thought pattern came in. It's like, "Oh no, I've, I've, I've ruined everything." <laughs> <laughs> and you know we do this as well don't we all the time like how many times has someone said to you can I have a chat with you or are you free on Monday at two o'clock because we need to have a talk how many times oh, does... I can't cope with that oh <laughs> uh, we need to have a talk that just like my stomach just goes to the pit <laughs> the pit <laughs> yeah I, I can't cope with that when someone is like um oh can, can we just have a chat I immediately I'm like what have I done oh god this is going to be so bad and you know, sometimes maybe the chat isn't even about me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you can take negative thoughts from someone's wording or a text message, you know, someone texts slightly different. And then all of a sudden, like your mind's going crazy. Like you're thinking, oh no, this person, this person's angry with me or everything's just falling apart. (laughs) Like when you thought our partnership was completely over because you deleted the website. Yeah. But then do you know what? On the opposite side of things, I think that my self-negative talk sometimes has a various, well, a certain loophole because if somebody else is equally more uncomfortable than me, I develop this like sudden ability to be able to do it. <laughs> it's so strange. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, really. When I asked Jamie if he could give me an example of a time when I had absolutely spiralled, uh, he said to me, he really struggled to narrow it down to just one or two examples. <laughs> so like, for example, last night, I started looking at um, barefoot shoes for children because apparently the, like, the shoes that we wear now are not very good. It causes problems with like the way their feet grow. So at three in the morning, I was like reading reviews on like the best barefoot shoes that you can buy for toddlers. <laughs> and then looking on like Amazon and then being annoyed because they're mostly in America and trying to find them in the UK and... Like that kind of stuff is fairly normal behavior for me to like, for, for him to like, like he said, roll over in bed and three in the morning, I'm on my phone <laughs> frantically researching something. But yeah. I mean, that's just procrastination, which is just <laughs> what we've talked about <laughs> so many I, times. I want to be asleep. I'm not procrastinating sleep. I'm desperate to be asleep. I just can't switch my mind off when I'm stressed that something is like important and I've, I've missed something in life. <laughs> Right, I'll do the science bit. Oh, this is Shell's favourite part, the science bit. Okay, well, as always, I've got some fantastic studies for you this week. Um, So we know from previous episodes that positive thoughts have an impact on not just our well-being, but our physical health as well. Um, And that's also been shown for negative thoughts. So the first study that I've got um, has demonstrated that worrying affects our ability to make decisions Um, Now, this isn't actually mentioned in the study, but I would very much link that in with decision fatigue. So I think that having racing thoughts and worrying about things is going to be contributing to decision fatigue and therefore your ability to make decisions. So if you've not listened to our previous episode on that, absolutely go back and uh, take a listen. The second study shows that negative thoughts can also impact how we perceive pain. And this can lead to a really vicious cycle because the more pain you're in, the more negative thoughts you're likely to have. So as always, both of those studies will be in the show notes, but I just think it's really interesting to bring to light what an impact negative thoughts can have on you as a person. Yeah, and also 
when we think about negative thoughts, it, like I was saying before, it can be something so small that sets off that vicious cycle. So something so small, such as I don't like listening to the sound of my own voice, so I'm not going to start a podcast. You know, the thoughts then lead to the action or the inaction. And if we're if we're listening to our negative thoughts, then we tend not to follow through with the actions as well. So that can really hold us back in life. So now we're going to talk about how you can control these negative thoughts. And I just want to add here as well, we're not saying that all these are a 100% fix for you, but we do feel that some of these things can really help when you are spiraling into those negative thought processes. So the first thing that you can do is just to try to catch yourself. Once you've spiraled into that pit of negativity, it is so much harder to pull yourself out. If you can catch yourself beforehand, you'll find it easier to turn things around. So if you're thinking about a situation and you're thinking, oh, you know, this is turning into a negative spiral, try to tell yourself, I'm thinking in a negative perception here now. How can I turn this around? How can I think about this more positively so that I can move forward and I can actually start doing the things that you want to achieve? So another really important thing to do is to stop labeling yourself and making that negative thought part of your identity. You can distance yourself by labeling the behavior that you don't like instead. So I'm a horrible person becomes I feel horrible for picking a fight with my partner last night. It's so much easier to work on and change a behavior you don't like than to change your whole identity. And it's so true. We do it all the time, don't we? We will do something and then we will instantly start thinking ourselves as some sort of bad person who deserves to be punished. And we go through all these different scenarios in our mind about how we're supposed to be punished and how we're going to be punished. But in reality, we don't actually have any evidence for that. So that's the next point that I wanted to mention. Is that thought actually true? What is your evidence? So for example, I'm a loser. What evidence do you have for that? Now we talked about this in cognitive behavioral therapy last time about negative thought processes and the, the, the kind of thoughts that you can have. So think about it like this. When we talk about what evidence do you have, put your brain on trial for being a loser. Can you submit credible evidence to the court that would say that you are a loser? Most of what we tell ourselves is actually fiction. And, you know, most of the time, if not all of the time, there is no evidence for that. So if we can't present evidence to the court, then it's not true. This is something that I found really, really powerful. I think I've touched on this on episodes previously, um, but it's only really quite recently in my life that I've learned that you can challenge your thoughts. So I just always assumed that the the, the dialogue you had in your head was just a narrative of the day and, and that was that and you, 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 know, you couldn't really change that. But actually, when you start to question, when you start to look for the evidence, you'll realise that so much of what you, t- you tell yourself is not right. Well, it's not true, is it? Like, It's I- not true. It's not. <laughs> and it's incredibly powerful that you've recognised that and you're able to now see from that point of view, because although it doesn't stop the negative thoughts sometimes, because we're all human, we're all going to have those negative emotions. The fact that you can reframe that and see that as I can, can now control it in a different way means that you're making progress. And that's what it's all about. It's all about just making progress. Black and white thinking is another way of spiraling into negativity. So an example of that would be to think, you know, I failed at this. Everyone else can do it. In reality, life is often shades of grey, but by black and white thinking, we push those shades of grey into a negative. So when you're boxing yourself into that failed or not failed 
think is this truly a black or white situation this is something that i used to really really struggle with and i'll just give you a a small example here of this because obviously i don't want to go into a large detail about this situation but i used to really struggle with the negative things that used to happen in the world and it used to really bring me down to the point where i actually suffered with anxiety and depression for quite a long period because of this so when we talk when we talked about last time about how you know, the things that we have in our lives, the people that we have in our lives, the things that we do on a daily basis that help us perpetuate those negative thoughts and feelings. We don't realise that things like TV and the news, if they're negative, can really get into our mindset. And if if you're sitting there listening to the news every single day and you're taking in all of the negative things, that can really perpetuate and spiral you into a deep, dark hole. And I used to really struggle with nature and I know this sounds absolutely crazy Shalyn you're going to think I'm absolutely mental (laughs) and I probably am but I used to think to myself that if an animal eats another animal so for example a whale playing with a seal because they have this thing where they do play with seals then um that was that was that was absolutely terrible and I can't live in this world where that is existing and I actually went to see somebody and they reframed the way I thought about that. And the way I now see it is it's the yin and yang of life. There is always going to be a negative and there is always going to be a positive. But if we can bring them together and we can reframe the structure of how we see positive and negative and realize that one cannot exist without the other, then we can really move forward with the way that we feel about things. And I think this is just me going off on a tangent again, and you're probably sitting there thinking, oh God, this is another thing coming out of Sparky's mouth. <laughs> just, it's definitely not on gonna, the script. What is he going to say now? <laughs> I'm looking, I can't see anything about whales on the script. <laughs> but the point that I want to make here really is that we do sometimes have a tendency to just discard the negative aspects about ourselves without working on them. And I think if you do push those negative aspects away from yourself, then you can't learn and grow from them, which is a theme that we talk about in this podcast on so many occasions, that if we can learn from our negative experiences and our negative thought processes, we can become more positive in the process. And I hope that makes sense because that was just a ramble. I love it. Sparky's Sparky's weekly rant. <laughs> So I think so. So you 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 got on your your soapbox. You did your rant about your whales and your seals. Oh no! Thought distortion is another way that we can spiral into negativity. So that is by catastrophizing and assuming things. It can just lead to spiraling thoughts that are often far removed from the actual facts. So when you find yourself distorting and spiraling, take it back to, is this thought true? Where is my evidence? Exactly. You know, we were talking about how we can read things online and how it can be so polarised, so opposite, and then you don't know what's true, you don't know if this is true or that's true. And I guess we we could draw the same conclusion to our own thoughts. Our negative thoughts are just basically conspiracy theories that we tell ourselves they're a conspiracy (laughs) (laughs) where is the evidence that's what you need to be asking exactly and that leads us on to the next thing which is the should statements i should eat healthy i should exercise negative judgment on yourself before you've even started things so i should do this and i should do that statements what you need to do here is try to change the narrative not should i eat healthy can I eat healthier? And I know I'm not the biggest fan of smart goals, as we all know about this. Is this you recommending a smart goal off script, Sparky? Have I finally got through to you? This is me recommending a goal 
that you can stick to. So maybe changing those should statements to can I eat healthier and then using those smart goals to actually stay on track. Yeah, because by saying I should, you're already implying that you haven't and there's a negative connotation with that. So by saying I should be doing this. I should be doing it, but I haven't. It's, it's It's always followed by some negative statement as well, isn't it? I should be doing this, but I can't. I don't know if I can or something. It's always followed by some sort of negative. Yeah. Whereas if you reframe that into a positive language, I can eat healthier by, you know, you don't have to put a but at the end of that sentence, but I should always, always, like you said, it's always followed with a but. Yeah, a but. And when people say things like but, you think, oh, here we go. It's the negative again, isn't it? Like yourself. Oh, Mm. but I'm saying but again. Like I want to be positive, but. I'm butting, I'm butting. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, just butting. <laughs> and I guess the next one that we could talk about here is personalisation. So that's taking things like a criticism of your work as a personal slur. So you need to recognise that not every negative is directed at you. And you may internally in your internal dialogue blame yourself for things. But it doesn't mean that others are. You know, you have no idea what other people are thinking. So when you're personalizing things and you know assuming oh this person said this because they didn't like me or this person thinks I'm an idiot you don't know what that person's thinking you have no idea and probably they aren't spending much time thinking about you like if you think of your own internal dialogue how much time do you spend thinking about other people compared to the time you spend thinking about yourself and criticizing yourself that is that is just so true like it's not a thought process that enters your mind is it yeah definitely most people are Most people, myself included, are more preoccupied with their own thoughts. And I guess, you know, the last thing that we need to do, which is the last point on our list, is just to be patient. This is a process and it will take time. You know, you've spent your entire life perfecting your inner critic and your negative thoughts. So don't be disheartened if you're not making much progress in the beginning. Absolutely. So I would say this is similar to something like getting getting fit. You wouldn't just go out, buy a pair of running shoes, run a marathon the next day, having never trained. You know, you you probably wouldn't even get out of sight of the start line before you'd be double over, (laughs) gasping, vomiting. (laughs) If we, when we want to make big changes to our physical health, it's sort of accepted that it's a process and it takes time. You know, you don't go from zero to to hero in overnight. And mental health is no different. It's it's still a process. It still takes time. And you need to be patient with yourself and give yourself that time. And don't just give up because it's difficult at the start. It's going to be the most difficult at the beginning because that's when you're trying to change your habits. But it will get easier and it will get better over time. So as I said at the beginning of the episode, I wanted you to stick around and wait for this little kicker because I think this is a great thing that you can do to help with your negative thinking. So this week's little kicker is a challenge. Yes. So... Our challenge that we set you is for the next seven days, I want you to pause and catch yourself when you're negative thinking just once a day. I want you to pause and stop that negative thought. If you can manage to turn it around with some of what we discussed today, then that's absolutely great. But the actual challenge is to just catch yourself once a day. This is the first step to change and it's the one you're going to need to practice time and time again. It doesn't require any prep. You don't need to buy anything. So start straight away today from now for the next seven days. Once a day, I want you to catch yourself 
with a negative thought. And we'll check in next week and see how you've got on. And also, I just want to quickly add to the end of that little kicker that we are going to do this ourselves. And this is not a script. (laughs) This was not written in the script. This is something that I feel that we should do because I think that we can actually report back and see how it made us feel. Perfect. See you next week. All right, that's everything this week, guys. But if you want to carry on with the conversation, join us over on our social media platforms. We're on all the major channels and our handle is at a dopamine kick. We'd also be super grateful if you could leave us a review on the podcast wherever you're listening as it helps us to grow our audience and help more people. Okay, we'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.